Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Hi, I'm Kim Salmon. I'd like to have a quick word about uh, public radio, particularly 3CR. The thing about public radio is that it's more open than the more formatted types of radio to what's going on around it. So when you listen to it, you're more likely to hear a reflection of real life. And 3CR being in the heart of Smith Street, Collingwood, is a particularly good example of what I'm talking about. If you'd like to uh, subscribe... The number is 94198377. You've been listening to the same. You could never understand. Feel the fortune flowing. You know it isn't stuck. Life is like riding a bicycle. You don't fall off unless you stop pedaling. When you start to feel that tingle down your spine When these wheels start to spin There ain't no place I would rather be right now When our journey's bound to begin All your doubts and hesitations Many thanks to Amy Goodman and Democracy Now!, the Quarantine Report, a great way to keep up with what's happening in American and world politics in this time of constricted media. That quote from the top of the show was from a Claude Pepper. Now, I couldn't find out much about Claude, but I think we all get the meaning. I know it's a little bit of overused, but you just got to keep peddling. We've got a bit of a show coming on. Um, we're always having our bike moments. I'm going to do a little bit of uh, stuff on bicycles in um, Australian industrial relations. And Faith is Faith is talking about oh uh, yes, the death. The big green box the brings to green us box. <laughs> but having said that, let's get down to those beautiful moments that are happening lately. Spring is here. Everything's starting to open up. Bike moment, Faith. A bike moment. Look, I've um, I've actually found it quite difficult with the the five kilometer radius. Finding, I mean, there's shared paths within my five kilometers, but they're pretty overcrowded, and mm. to get to the uh, less crowded parts isn't possible within that radius. And and the roads where I live aren't necessarily that much quieter during the day. So to cheer myself up, my uh, gravel sort of bike, which 
is one of the ones I enjoy riding the most. Riding it on crowded paths or around suburban streets, I got a bit sick of clipping in and out all the time. So I brought myself a big, fat, flat pair of purple pedals to match, my, <laughs> to match my bar tape. And I thought, you know, they say a change is as good as a holiday. <laughs> so uh, that's I, I finally got them on the bike very recently. And uh, every time I look down, uh, get a glimpse of them. So that's that's cheering me up. I'm not sure it is as good as a holiday, but it's, you know, it's the small things that get us going week by week. It's keep us week going. It's, yeah. yeah. Just on reference to purple, it is a lovely colour. I gave myself a Christmas present last Christmas, which was a reissue of 1999 prints. And it came in that same wonderful purple vinyl. It's the, the vinyl's the same royal purple. Anyway. <laughs> well, this particular bike has my uh, Shred the Patriarchy sticker on it in purple and green colours, so I the know. Suffragette colours. Yeah, the suffragette colours. <laughs> um, look, on that, um, there's a wonderful, there's a little chicane where I walk down towards the park. I think I've described a very elegant um, road, road uh, roadie go through there one day, like watching a really good ballerina go oh, through. I remember, yeah. Yeah. So I'm walking back from the park the other day and coming through the chicane, is dad on a very old school Dutch bike, step through, big wheels, he on the front, child on the back. He's coming round the corner and he's singing, bye-bye Blackbird, have you any wool? And as the child misses the beat, and I'm virtually alongside them on the footpath with the dogs, I join in, yes, sir, yes, sir, three bags of wool. <laughs> And the three of us erupt in laughter. It was it wasn't a bike moment, it was a bike two seconds, but it was just wonderful. <laughs> We're talking about singing on bicycles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and now let's catch up with a little bit of news that's happening around the place. Well, I think the uh, the news we're all waiting for today, which is Sunday, we're recording this, is uh, what's going to happen after stage four restrictions end. I know lots and lots of people, myself included, um, really keen to know when we can go for a slightly longer ride. <laughs> Which is, in the scheme of things, a bit of a, you know, I also know people who live alone and, and really need to be able to con connect with other people. And, um, but you know, it's it's a big part of especially your mental health and your well-being that being able to get out and enjoy a ride. So, who knows? Maybe by the time you're listening to the show on Monday morning, there'll be an update uh, on those restrictions, and we'll be able to soon enjoy a little bit more outdoors recreation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it really is starting to have an impact on people. Yeah, and, and at, the, at the same time, you know, I just, I cannot face the idea that we quickly open up and then all go back to this in another four to six weeks, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it is just finding that resilience that lets you just hang on <laughs> for yeah. a bit longer. 
Look, and I think it's, I mean, let's not get into it. New Zealand goes 100 days without a positive yeah. and it comes yeah. back. I mean, you've got to be realistic about this. Us from in Victoria going to 100 days without any cases is a long way away. Yeah. And, and, and it's, it's a still, long it's a long game. Even yeah. if one of these vaccines turns out to be usable at the end of the year, um, you, you then have to get it manufactured and distributed to everyone. So it's, it's yeah. you know, we're looking at a very long game. So, yes. yeah. Yes. I, I, I think hope, hope is sometimes best described as a mixture of desire and expectation. Uh, yes. <laughs> and yeah. both, none of them work. <laughs> uh, news. Uh, news. Other news. Oh. Um, it is slightly related, but, and it's, you know, I heard during the week that the Department of Transport in Victoria are planning, they are ex expecting car use to double after restrictions ease because of people avoiding public transport. And yep. they are planning for yep. car use to double. Yep. So, unfortunately, you know, the planning doesn't seem... So far, no one seems to have heard of any way in which that includes planning to shift people into other modes. What so, other mode? Cycling. Yes, walking, <laughs> getting fit. <laughs> that, and that's going to be the unfortunate case. I mean, it's, it's going to take a long time to convince people to go on to public transport. We're going to face that pretty quickly. Yeah. But how we accommodate, I mean, there was already, you know, many places where you, you can't see um, those extra cars being accommodated. There is literally no space for them. So, yeah. Look, and the other thing is, you described the timeline. We're not calling the timeline on this. No, the no. The buggies and the viruses operate at their own way of thinking. Yes, yeah. Yeah, they have a whole different set of priorities. <laughs> yeah, they do. Replicate, <laughs> survive and repopulate. That is their two main things to do. Yeah. Look, just interesting on um, news and actually from a little political side of it, uh, another black American riding a bike got pulled over in uh, Los Angeles the other day and shot seven times. Well, another and then um, Indigenous Australia on St Kilda Road riding on the footpath with no light at 5am, got slammed to the pavement and uh, hurt badly and, and put in hospital. And, and while it's illegal to ride without a light, it is not up there with the uh, yeah. serious offences and, and certainly doesn't uh, justify anyone being treated like that. But it does conform to the statistics that all those oh. things like cycle work fall yep. into very specific socio-economic groups in Sydney and in Melbourne. Um, that's no surprise at all. And the news we had earlier in the year about um, the helmet law and how it's used in New South Wales to target young yeah. black men. You yeah. Know? So, uh, yeah, yeah. The, 
anyway, the um, the other thing that's a little bit more depressing is that um, if you've been watching Estonia, the uh, security forces there have picked up on the a tactic that was originally just designed by the New York Police Department to deal with critical mass. It's called kettling. So what you do is you push from one end with seal ends the other and all the protesters into a small group and then just apply the pressure. It's interesting how the tactics have gone from the streets of New York City in 2003 or four, I think. They're still getting used in New York City and here they are popping up in Estonia. Yep. Also in news, just a, a reminder that um, here in Yarra, we're still trialling the bike lanes, the separated bike lane on Elizabeth Street. And there is a page on yoursayyarra.com where you yes. can go and mark your response to the trial, positive or negative. And it's a really important thing to do. I know heaps of people who've been checking that lane out while it's within their five kilometre zone. And, you know, very enthusiastic on uh, Twitter or Facebook about it. But, you know, there is also a campaign among people who don't want it to make sure there's a lot of markers on that Yarra feedback page. So if you have found that it improves your ride, if it does make you feel safer, if you are happy about it, then you need to go to yoursayyarra.com and look for trialling a safer Elizabeth Street and make sure you uh, make that known on that page. And I'm going to step up for Yarra Council here. Your say has been going, I think, for about eight or ten years. Uh, it's got a lot more serious over the last three or four years. And interestingly, Yarra acts on what people say. It's been a... I mean, just I know it from Burnley Park and I know it from the cycling, which is the um, Bicycle Advisory Committee as well, that's tied into this. It's a really effective way of getting feedback from people. And if people know that their feedback is listened to and can see change, it really it has a lovely feedback loop to it. It does work. Get on that bicycle and ride. Neath the sunny skies over along the ocean side. 3CR would like to thank our Yarrabug program sponsor, Vacro Second Chance Cycles, for their financial support. Second Chance Cycles is a fantastic community workshop that recycles bikes, trains people in bike mechanics, and sells bikes to the local community. To find out more, Google Vacro or drop into the underground car park. Harmsworth Street, Collingwood, any Thursday or Friday. Yeah, get on that bicycle and ride Neath the sunny skies or along the ocean side And you're back listening to the Arabug Radio Show on 3CR, recorded from lounge rooms and kitchens across Melbourne in under stage four restrictions. I just wanted to talk a bit now about a development in Moreland that is going to have a, a big impact for people who need to ride through Moreland. Bunnings have put in an application for a store on Glen Lyon Road in uh, Brunswick. And we all love a hardware store and a bit of nursery action. But this particular store is uh, in a primarily residential, it abuts a lot of res residential uh, 
premises, but it, it sits on Glen Lyon Road, which is part of the Victorian State Government's principal bicycle network. And Glen Lyon Road, when you check out the data for uh, Super Tuesday counts, uh, you can also take a look at Strava heat maps. Any data we have about the use of Glen Ryan Road, you can see that it's a really significant east-west connection. For locals, it gives you access to Brunswick Secondary College. So kids from 13 and upwards in the bike lanes on Glen Lyon Road. RMIT gives people access to the upfield train stations, to the swimming pool in Brunswick. People use it to connect to Ewing Street or the Brunswick Shimmy in the east to get around, to get down to Brunswick South Primary School, and also to get up to the Merry Creek where the football ground is near the Sumner Estate. And there's a lot of other connections and destinations on the way, but they're the, the, the significant ones that you'd know about even if you yourself didn't use it a lot. And the issue is that Bunnings are building a four-storey building with two levels of car parking and space for 250 cars. And all those cars will be crossing the bike lane on Glen Lyon Road to go in and out of Bunnings. They're also building another entrance that will cross the bike lanes on Glen Lyon Road for semi-trailers and waste trucks. And so they will be coming in there. And it's very, it's about 60 metres to the Ligon Street intersection. So it's a, it's a space where cars get backed up at the lights. People are in a hurry. They sit across the bike lane. They queue in the bike lane. There will be cars coming or trucks coming from the east and turning right into Bunnings and having to wait. So the bike yep. lane on the south side is also compromised. And it's going to become one of those things that has the potential with the sort of traffic they're talking about it generating to just break that network and make it a no-go area. And so you lose that east-west connectivity. I've already had uh, people contacting the bug and saying, well, I'm not going to let my kids ride to the pool anymore. Or, you know, this would make it too dangerous for us to ride with our kids down to Brunswick South Primary. So yeah. it's, a, it's a really big issue. And um, if anyone listening thinks it's going to affect them, there might be trips you make along that now and then or even regularly. I would strongly urge you to put in an objection. Uh, the objections have to be in by the 16th of September. And it's best that they reference the impact to you personally. So just that simple thing that you would no longer be prepared to let the kids ride to school or, you know, this, this all generates more traffic. And uh, I'll put some links up with the podcast as to where you make the objections and how you can do that. But if you want to have a look at yourself, if you go to Moreland Council planning applications, look through the applications on the second page, you'll find one for Glen Lyon Road in Brunswick. And then there's a, when you look through them, you can see a button to make an objection. Um, but it's, it's a really significant issue. It's um, just because of the location and the importance of Glenline Road as that connector. It'll also affect people riding up and down Ligon Street. There's going to be a lot more trucks entering from Pitt Street onto Ligon. Uh, so um, it 
really undermines much of the Moreland integrated transport strategy. So, you know, you have residents who have elected councillors who voted in a strategy that um, many elements of which are going to be undermined at this particular location because of um, the the size of the development. The I think the issues that stand out are when you look at the traffic report Bunnings have done for their application. It, it, there's a lot of gaps in it. It leaves a lot of things out. It doesn't really mention bicycles at all, nor their movements and doesn't seem to know how many people use that area. There's a lot of uh, additional parking to what's required and they've even suggested they need less bike parking than is required because people don't go to Bunnings apparently on bikes. Which, people, uh, don't, people don't encourage them to come to the Bunnings on bikes. Well, I know plenty of people and myself included who... Oh, no. Yes, <laughs> you know. hey, tell me, and the, and the bike loops are either underground in the car park where you die of carbon monoxide yeah. or there are two of them out the front. Yeah, and they're miles away from the door. That's my experience. But it's, you know, it's it's just a bit, you think with, it wouldn't have taken much effort in such a big project to have come up with something that fitted so much better within that locale. Um, yeah. The other inner city Bunnings stores of that size, they all sit on dual carriageways, whereas Glen Lyon yeah. Road is one lane each way. There's bus stops outside it. it outside. There's a, a two or one or two nurseries and childcare centres, at least two doctors and healthcare centres along that road as well. Oh, there's, there's yeah, uh, yeah. Yes, you know, and the, tucked around the corner, and they can take all those trucks for those big shops at the back of Sydney Road. Look, I, I've I rode that, I've ridden that route for eight years, I think. I used to never use Glen Lyon Road going to work. I'd come up, I'd rather go up Sydney Road, but I would always use it on the way home. And there's an enormous amount of bicycle traffic. Yeah, and yeah. It, the other thing that struck me all always about uh, Glen Lyon Road, people go at least 10 miles an hour quicker down that road than most, than Sydney Road or most other places. I've had some pretty spooky accidents or near, it's all there. Well, it's, the speed limit is higher than Sydney Road, but even yeah. even the the traffic report for the application, it it they have the speed limit wrong. So yes. it, you know, the the knowledge of the actual conditions on the road oh. and who is using it is very thin, and yeah. uh, I think you know raise a lot of issues that really need to be addressed in any yeah. sort of development like that so something for those who live in Moreland or use that route regularly and are going to be impacted by that yep. um, I will as I said put some links up so that you can easily find what you need um, but it's a, a planning application under the city of Moreland yeah and just one last addition of that there's um, the Bunnings up here on the other side of the river has said turning right hand turning into it it is never works no, oh. it does not work for cars pedestrians or cyclists there are always seem to be right hand turners driving into people or 
cars that are keep or people that keep walking across it. It is not good. No, it's a it's a very tricky mix to get right in busy inner urban areas. So, and I think if you're going to try and do that, you have to put in a little bit more effort. You do, yes. So, modern consumers, where did we have it? We end up here. Let's go back to time a little bit to when actually things started maybe get better for some Australian workers. Now, a lot of people might be aware there are a lot of number of sugar strikes rolling through the uh, Queensland and northern New South Wales. And the uh, from about 1911 was one of the first and they kept happening right up until the 1920s. Now, I've come across a wonderful photo of a group of the um, striking sugar workers. Now, they got themselves organised. One of the things about running a strike is you don't want people coming in and breaking the strike. But in those days, how did you know that whether somebody was sneaking into a property? Well, the workers knew what to do. They organised a gang of bike riders to make sure they could nimbly and very quietly check that everybody was upholding the strike and not trying to break it. The other interesting thing is, I found a lovely photograph of uh, the, the boys, and you look at the bicycles, they're one of Australia's very weird contributions to the bicycle world. You hardly see them anymore. I think they're called 26 by 148 by 1 and 518 or something. But it's a diameter of 642 mils. The largest diameter, I think, apart from unicycles and penny farthings, on a production bike. And there they are all on those lovely Australian wheels. And the tyres are white. <laughs> I wonder if this is where Jesse Carlson got his inspiration for his monster uh, bike. We'll have to check. They'll have to check. I just look a funny bike moment. I went down to the supermarket the other day. I'm on the little Rally 20. I park it on the loop. And next to me is this ooh, swished up, um, you know, uh, serious bike, you know, all the uh, through axles, generators, the whole rigidity, big titanium bike pack and perfect. Walk into the supermarket, walk past Sarah Hammond, as we're, as we're going to the <laughs> shops. And I said to her, I said, look, there's one century against the other century out yeah. in the front. <laughs> the little rally 20-inch wheels parked next to Sarah's wonderful go everywhere machine. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Arabug Radio Show on 3CR. 3CR relies on the support of its listeners to stay on the air. So if you can subscribe or donate, it would be brilliant, especially in these very hard times. And you can go to 3cr.org.au to do so. Coming up next is... Bob. <laughs> well, we know where we're going. But we don't know where we've been And we know what we're knowing But we can't say what we've seen And we're not little children And we know what we want And the future is certain Give us time
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.